This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, it's another very warm welcome to uh, Mr. Kerry Dixon, uh, Chelsea legend, our third highest top goal scorer uh, until uh, Sir Frankie Lampard uh, usurped you, Kerry. But uh, we forgive him that, don't we? Certainly do, Dave, and uh, good evening to you. Um, just uh, reflecting on the week that's gone by, um, how good it is to be wrong. <laughs> we thought about a draw last week. Um, what a wonderful second half I thought after the first half and Gary Cahill's own goal and Kevin De Bruyne hitting the bar I thought goodness me we might be right but what a performance in the second half played very very well indeed and uh, run out worthy winners and uh, never let me say again we're not challengers we are challengers and uh, we're in the mix and uh, we're going to fight for the crown this year on the, on the back so. of that performance yeah, it was quite it was quite astonishing. I I really didn't expect that. I mean, you know, when we were one nil down at half time, horrible time to score, of course, just before uh, half time came. I mean, did did you did you think we would end up winning three one? No, I, I would have took a draw all day long. I thought we might get the draw. Um, I did see flashes from Eden Hazard when he when he got on the ball and started running. Didn't see an awful lot from Diego um, in that first half, but Hazard did cause them one or two problems when he got on the ball and I thought there was a bit of hope here um, but they looked lively as well and, and I never never saw what came um, you know Pedro and William we've said all along not a lot between them he's come on made the change uh, William took his goal very well even has a Diego Costa for me I know everyone's got their own idea but been the two stars for Chelsea so far this season everyone's played their part of course but them two are the standout performers for me. And they both weighed in with a goal as well. Diego's, of course, coming in at a crucial time and uh, taking it very well after not being in the game. I didn't feel he went on to have a very good second half. And, you know, 
kept Manchester City occupied all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I, th- I thought Costa in the second half was absolutely immense, to be honest, mate. Uh, I mean, yep. the way he took that, the, yeah, the way he took that first goal was superb. But I think, in in a sense, even even almost better than that was the way he set up Willian. I, I really thought it was an absolute cracker. Listen, one thing that 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 piqued my interest this week. I don't know where I got this from, or, or even what what newspaper it was in. But uh, Pat Nevin, we Pat, uh, has compared you to Diego Costa. Did you did you catch that at all? Um. I don't know quite what the comparison is. Um, but I, I shall reveal yeah, it yes, for you. I shall reveal it for you. What he basically said, he said that, um, you know, back in the day uh, when, when he used to train with you, he was pretty quick. But uh, he said, you know, at the end of the day, Kerry was the fastest in the squad. And basically what he was doing was comparing uh, your deceptive speed with Costa's deceptive speed. In that in that case, Pat would be might be right. I saw Diego Costa run against Manchester City, and I saw Mason. I started to think to myself, is he is he really that quick, or or are the yeah. defenders slow? Or and if anyone knows, please let me know. Um, is he that quick? Do, mm. um, because he he seems to make up an awful lot of ground once he gets going. I, I mean, he looks sharp in and around the box, and you know he's a great finisher and he's a world class striker, but. Um, Pacey, I didn't really have him down as Pacey, but maybe someone knows something I don't, or I'm not as uh, informed as I should be. I think I think maybe it, it's a, it's a case of you know once you get going, you know that's that's when his pace starts to tell. I mean, he's, he's quite a big guy, so it, you know he'll have a lot of power, uh, but I would imagine it might also take a few yards for him to really get up to full speed. But uh, nevertheless, superb performance by him. Um, you know, one no, thing you alluded no, 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 to. Sorry, go on, mate. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, man. Just a button there. Um, just a little thank you for Pat for the comparison. By the way, um, I didn't, I didn't quite get it, but uh, yeah, um, a comparison with Diego Costa. Thank you very there much. You go. Um, yeah, I was just saying. You know, um, you, you were alluding to the fact that we were a bit shaky and wobbly in, in the first half. Um, one, one thing that I found curious, of course, was that you know Matic was obviously injured, uh, so Fabregas came in. Um, you know, I'm a. I'll be honest with you. You know, I, I think that in some respects, Fabio Grass is an absolutely fantastic player, but I really do and have always worried about his ability to run, tackle, and and have defensive discipline. So I was a bit concerned, and I, I kind of, on the one hand, I wonder whether that might have, you know, been why we were a bit wobbly in defence. But on the other hand, he 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 did, you know, lay on a superb pass to Costa for the first goal that we scored. I mean, you know, where, what 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 do you think of Fabio performance, basically? <laughs> Well, you know, it doesn't really matter what I think. I mean, I, I can have an opinion like everyone else uh, who watches the games, pays their money, and, and it doesn't. Um, I think he is a fantastic player, and it is a fantastic pass, and he will offer something going forward um, to a team that need it. Um, I think I would rather have a Fabregas than two defensive midfield players, but that's just me, because I'm basically against the defensive midfield player full stop, um, and if we can find a team whereby we don't have to have one, um, I don't think it's a necessity. But playing with three at the back, two older midfield players, does seem to suit. Um, we, we're looking for pace out wide, um, and we're looking at different ways of doing things. So I understand that as well. Um, one holding midfield player, Claude Matthew, you know, gone on loads of success. Ask me, given me the choice of a, and this might sound horrible the way they're playing at the moment, but but Canty and, and Atich, who I think are really good at their jobs, 
if I could find a place for Fabregas, I, I would take Fabregas in one of their places. That, that's just my my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we had a bit of a debate about it on on the fan cast on Monday night, and uh, you know, a couple of the lads uh, were were saying, well, you know, would this not have been, you know, a better option to have had Chaloba making a start? And I kind of wondered, well, it was a bit of a big game to throw him into, but uh, you know, he does look a player, doesn't he? Well, Nathaniel Chalabar does look a player, and you know, he's got a. I said all the time about the youngsters; they've got to hit the ground running. He's coming; he's done okay, um, but he's done enough to demand that I start every game. I, you know, yeah. you've got to go in there and make a big impact. You've got to make passes. You talk about should Chalabar have played, but Fabregas got the nod. And he's made the pass that scored a goal. Yeah. Um, well, you know, he can pick faults in other other areas and so on. But he's contributed. Um, yeah. And you've got to make a contribution, whether you're, if you're a midfield player, in terms of a pass, uh, a tackle, something that gets noticed. If you're a forward, you've got to score a goal. You've got to be involved in goals. It, you know, this is what I'm talking about when I say hit the ground running and and breaking through the ranks. You know, it's all very well to come into a winning team and do okay. Um People will say, well, he's coming to the team. Anyone can go into the team. You've got to make an impact. And, you know, it doesn't always stand that if you don't make an impact, you don't make the grade. But the chances are you won't get too many more opportunities because there's internationals waiting to come in. And, you know, you've really got to take your chance or your opportunity when it comes your way. Yeah, that's a that's a very good point, I think, and I think I, I think actually that it was a very balanced point about Fabregas because you know let's be frank, you know most people, you know most footballers are going to make mistakes in the game, but actually it's his overall contribution that mattered, and as I said, he set up that first goal, so that's good enough for me. Um, just moving okay, on a bit, Kerry. No, oh, go on. Sorry, mate. Go sorry, on. Dave. Just just a final one. You know what it's like. Always want to have the final word, whether I get it or not remains to be seen. <laughs> but um, Fabregas. No one was complaining about him two seasons ago, were they? Yeah. When uh, Hazard a player, a, a player of every year, and we won the title and, and and so on. He was the best midfield player in the in the country, according to some. So, yeah. there you are. I don't believe that Hazard is, is was as bad last year as he is, and I don't believe Fabregas is as bad now as what yeah. you could possibly say. Well, quite. And you you could you could label quite a lot of that side with that from last year, couldn't you? So you know it's. Uh... It's a different season this season. Um, I just wanted to, you know, to kind of wrap up a couple of points really about the City match. But the first one really is what, 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 what did you make of Aguero's tackle on Louise? Yeah, I think it was. Everyone said what was said. Um, I actually think it was a bit of Belgium, uh, a bit of Brazil versus Argentina. Yeah. Um, I think he saw Louise, and I think, I think Louise would have saw his moment as well. Aguero on the touchline, he, he would have let him have it and the ball. I'm not going to say he wouldn't have. You know, it's one of them things. You know, in, in derby games, in an, if you get an opportunity, you ask Ron Harris what he would have made of it. Um, you know, oh yeah, that's uh, a good point. It, yeah, um, it's an opportunity, and, and it, it goes back beyond um, City. Aguero dived in. He knew he was, if he'd have got the ball, he'd have got put in the stand, and that's what would have happened. Um, whether whether it would have been done fairly or unfairly, I think you know Louise would have tried to have done it fairly, but um, th- there was always going to be a clash there. And Aguero went in high, and he's going to pay the consequence, and quite rightly so. Four match ban is what it does. If you do if you commit that sort of a, a tackle, then you might you know the punishment. Yeah, I mean, I've got to be. I mean, look, you know, I I, I grew up watching the football in the seventies and the eighties, and and you know, I I, I I'm a. <laughs> 
I kind of don't mind the rough stuff so much, but I've got to be honest, I thought that was a really horrific tackle. I mean, it, to me, it looked like he, he deliberately went in to do him, to be honest. I'm going to say that, but, you know, um, it's a possibility. Um, and I think, it, as I said, it goes a little bit deeper than, yeah. Um, you know, they're just Chelsea City in the last couple of minutes. Mm, indeed. Anyway, to wrap up on uh, on City, um, you know, how, how how big a marker do you think we laid down with that victory on uh on uh, on Saturday, yeah, it's a big marker for us. I, you know, I doubted our credentials. I've got to be honest, to a degree. I thought that being our biggest rivals this season to go away and and win and emphatically in the end, um, big marker. I kept thinking back. I've got to be honest to the Arsenal game and the Liverpool game, and I thought we were well second best in both. And, you know what a turnaround it's you know what a turnaround it's become, and. You know, every every player in the squad are going to want to play in this team, and they're going to want to get into the team. However, and, and do what William did, you know, pose a question: What more yeah. can I do, boss? I, I come on, scored a goal. Pedro, I'll be thinking, hold on, I started, we won. Uh, you know, but he'll be looking over his shoulder, and you know, no matter what you say about Fabregas, he's made a pass. He's part of a winning side. He, he's quite within his rights to say, why should I be left out? I mean, basically, what what we're really saying is that um, you know everybody's challenging for a place, which is really, really healthy, isn't it? Without doubt, and that's exactly what um, Antonio Conte wanted. That's exactly what every manager strives for in their, in their search to become uh, successful. If you've got everyone challenging, no one moaning, people coming in, doing their best, people coming out, wanting to get back in. Uh, that, that's what it's all about. That's your team spirit back. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the stuff that champions are made of. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting what Gary Cahill said this week because, he, he, you know, he said that they've all got a feeling now when they go out on the pitch that they're not going to lose, which is a surefire sign that, that what if Conte's... I mean, Conte's done lots of things, I think, but if he's done one thing, he's uh, instilled that confidence back in the team, which is really good to see. Well... Without doubt, you know, um, I said I'm warming to him. I'm, I'm, I'm unsure. I'm not, you know, I want to see a bit more, and he's got to be a winner. But I agree with you totally on that. Um, he's instilled a winning mentality. He's instilled a desire and a team spirit in the squad and in the team, and that goes throughout the club. Um, mm. Everywhere you you look, Chelsea fans are feeling confident, pushing their chests out. You know, we believe that uh, something great might be at the end of the season. Um, we've been there before, but. You know, we're not in the Champions League at the moment and we're looking not only like being in the Champions League but to come storming back into the Champions League. But I'm getting ahead of myself. It's still before Christmas and it's going to be tough, some tough periods. Um, injuries mm. and suspensions will always play their part, as I've said time and time again. But we're, in, we're looking in like we're in the right direction. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yeah, 
Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Hmm... Well, turning to uh, to this weekend, uh, Kerry, quite a lot of thoughts about about the uh, the game against West Brom. I mean, obviously, the first thing is can the run continue? But uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is on, on paper. This is West Brom, and you know, I would expect Chelsea to beat West Brom nine times out of ten at Stamford Bridge. But of course, you know, this is Chelsea, and <laughs> we always like to do. I always go back to this. If you've been watching Chelsea for as long as me. You're always waiting for that that banana skin and the unexpected result. But, uh, you know, uh, how, how do you feel? Are you confident against West Brom? Yes, no banana skin here. Not this week. <laughs> um, if the players' mentality is right, and we've just said it, that, you know, the winning mentality is there, um, they'll take their foot off the gas. They'll see this as three points. They'll go out there and want to get it. And, you know, the people who are looking to get into the team, they'll be thinking, oh, goodness me, team's going to go and win comfortably and it will further push us back a little bit. But anyone to start um, against West Brom uh, will feel they've got a right to retain their place because Antonio Conte has actually pretty much proved um, he's gone back to the old traditional way, if you, if you like, um, with this not changing the squad. You can go through a season, if the team are winning, you stay in. Um, all this rotating policy when everyone was accepting it left, right and centre and I used to say well, I didn't get rotated too many times and, and nor did Pat Nevin and nor did David Speedy get rotated too many times um, you only get rotated if you're an iffy player and your position's under and mm. you know um, Antonio Conti has already said and he's proved by his team selection if you're in you're playing well and the team's winning I'm not going to change it mm. Yeah, I, I agree entirely with that. I mean, you know, look, I, I I can understand why we both would feel quite confident going into Saturday. Um, but, you know, West Brom are going to be no pushover. They're actually, you know, they're actually seventh in the league at the moment. And, uh, you know, their recent record against us has been fairly good. I mean, they've had two draws, I think, in the last three matches they've uh, played against us at Stamford Bridge. So, you know, it's 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 not going to be a pushover, is it? And, and Tony Poulis, you know, he, he's a wily old, 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 kind of very old school manager, I think, isn't he, Kerry? Well, I think that's fair comment, a wily old school manager, but he's a manager that's been in and around the game. He's been in the Premier League. He's kept teams in the Premier League. I think he'll look at his position in the league at the moment and think, possibly I'm punching above my weight. But, uh, you know, I'm, I might sound a little bit belligerent here, but... Um, I think Chelsea will win comfortably. Um, mm. This is a team that's seventh in the league, and whether they should be or not, you're only as good as where your position suggests. And Chelsea are at the top of the league, and we're playing a team in seventh at home. 
yeah. most pundits will put this down as a banker. Um, yeah. And you, you know, that's that's exactly the way I get it. Um, it might be a case of they park the bus and whatever. This will be Chelsea's biggest problem, getting the first goal. Um, if they do, then, you know, it poses all sorts of questions for West Brom. Yeah, I think I think that's a really really good point. And the other, the other thing I think, you know, I, I actually I I think that Pulis is going to set this up and part the bus because the corollary of that is that uh, he's or they are very good at set pieces. I think they've well, I mean they've scored something like I don't know seven goals already from set pieces. But I mean that's their main threat: corners and and, and free kicks into the box, getting a few big lads on the end of it. So I think if there's a threat from West Brom, that's where it's going to come from. Yeah, without doubt. Um, that's not knocking West Brom. They've got one or two decent players, but come on. Um, like I say, um, players have to do their set plays. So they must be wary of the threat. Mm. Give away a free kick in and around the box. There's, there's dead ball players that can do things. And there's big players at corners uh, for West Brom. But that goes with every side. And you have to do your job. You have to mark the end. Um, listen, I can only see it one way. And you know, no matter how you dress it up or build it up, <laughs> you ask a prediction at the end of the piece and you know, I'll tell you now. I wasn't going to say last week, but I'll tell you now. I'm looking at three 0 Really? Okay. Well, that's nice and confident. Um, I mean, one other aspect of this that 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 uh, has occurred to me. I didn't know this at the time, but I kind of did a bit of homework before before the show. But uh, like Chelsea getting uh, um, an FA charge for failing to control the players, West Brom did against Watford. So I have a suspicion that this might be a bit of a tetchy affair and quite physical. And then the other thing I realise is that. Our old friend Mike Dean is going to be the referee, who so far this season has—he's—he's uh, he's given the most penalties in the Premier League at nine, and the most red cards at three. So I'm—I'm—I uh, I'm, I'm, have a suspicion that, that that Mike Dean may have a part to play in this match, Kerry. What, what do you reckon? Well, referees always uh, are capable of a uh, decision or a game-changing decision, and no one can deny that. You know that 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 happens. Every, in every game all over the world. Um, a penalty, a, a decision slightly offside that wasn't and is, is given, and all these sort of situations that can make life tougher. But I actually think Chelsea in this particular match, are, you know, if you want one, uh, you know, if you, if you give them plus one, I think we'd still be good enough. I, I've said in recent weeks that I feel this team will rise above any situation and providing it's not a park the bus job that, that succeeds for about 70, 80 minutes and they go 1-0 up and it's an onslaught and we just come back to get it. Um, it you know, I think if we get an early goal, you know, certainly first 20 minutes, 25, it's not a reason to panic for Chelsea if we don't score in the first half because I still think the penalty is there. But, you know, it creeps through to the terraces, the edginess, oh, this is West Brom, oh, we're struggling to get through with and all this sort of stuff. The fans will get behind it. You know, an early goal usually sorts out lots of situations. And uh, I think Chelsea will get it. I think we'll be ahead by half-time and even allowing for any refereeing decisions. You know, no one hopes poor decisions come your way. But it's inevitable over the course of a season. You'll you'll get one or two. Um, mm. And when you do, you've just got to take it on the chin. OK, well, um, I think that's a good point. You know, at the end of the day, you've got to, you've got to play to your game, whatever the referee really, haven't you? Um you kind of mentioned this a minute ago, actually. It's kind of worth revisiting because we're we're about... I mean, you know, we, we've all set up over the last few weeks, you know, how important uh, the matches against Tottenham and, and City were going to be, that that was going to be a real test and a real measure of, of where Chelsea are right now. And we've passed them both with flying colours. 
and and we're now about to go into you know what we we I suppose we all always call them the Christmas fixtures really and we've got a run of games against uh, West Brom we've got Sunderland and Palace away and then Bournemouth and Stoke at home over the Christmas period and I mean, if you look at those fixtures on paper, those are all incredibly winnable matches. I mean, you know, you'd need a, you'd need a good reason as to why you don't think Chelsea might not come out with, you know, three points in every single one of those games. Um, but of course, you know, it's quite a tough old haul, isn't it? The old Christmas fixture list, um, and you know, we've kind of aired a few concerns in, in 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 recent shows about how deep the squad might be, and I know you said that everybody's challenging for a place, which is really quite healthy, but. Um, you know, do you see do you see Chelsea getting through this period, uh, you know, unscathed as it were? If you it wasn't me on the end of his phone, it was any other pundit, and they were to say them run of games, who do you think I think they would all say Chelsea five times. And yeah. that's exactly as I see it. I think uh, Chelsea will win all games. I don't go along with this squad issue. You've already mentioned in the show that should Nathaniel Chalabar played possibly last week was an opportunity. Well, you know, I've already said this before, and we both agreed that the system is there. The players have got to go in and do exactly as the system is, because it seems it seems to be working when well, it is working for us. And you've got to go in and challenge for a place in that in that system and in that shape, and and do what is asked of you. Um, I think the likes of Chalabar, Fabregas could go. I'm sure Matic, when he's fit, will you know uh, will go back in. I don't doubt for one moment JT will be more than capable of playing in one of them three back positions. And you know, I think we have got a squad that can cope with uh, a lot of fixtures. And, you know, uh, I, I really don't see, and I'm, it, might, like, it might seem like the next five shows are going to be a bit repetitive, but, you know, I, I fancy us to pick up a lot of points. And what that will be on correct is it will put a gap between us and the opposition. Um, come the turn of the year, we might see, if that were to be the case, a gap between Chelsea and the opposition because, you know, looking at the fixtures, I think it's Tottenham United this week, although I think Manchester United are out, but it's still a tough game for Spurs. You know, other teams are going to be playing each other. There's points going to be dropping. If we could stick a run together of 15 points from these five games, which are all winnable, there's going to be a gap between us. Yeah, I think that's a good point, mate. And of course, when we play Bournemouth, they won't have their match winner against Liverpool available because Nathan Aki's actually ours, isn't he? Um, but I think <laughs> additionally, it's another good point because, uh, you know, again on the show on, on, on Monday, we were talking about Conte and how remarkable a manager he is. And, you know, there, there seems to be a similar pattern evolving at Chelsea as there was when he was the manager of Juve. You know, he took it, it took a little while to kind of get things going there, change the system, and he and you know that season is he didn't lose another match, you know he he, he went unbeaten. Uh, and I, I'm you know I, I hesitate to say that that will happen in the Premier League here because it's a very different league I know, but there is an air of almost invincibility about him at the moment. He is quite something. And the other thing is that once he gets a lead in a league, you know a, a really good gap, then he's he's hard or his teams are hard to catch. So. You know, like you said, if we can if we can maybe extend that that lead from three points to six or even nine, coming out of the Christmas period, that's a hell of a healthy position to be in, isn't it? Well, that's what I'm looking at, and that's that's what I feel, and I, I fully believe and, and agree with you totally that you know, teams do appear to be hard to beat. You know, you look at Italians, you look at Juventus, um, whether they're good enough or not, it's up teams which are hard to beat. 
but it's not a boring hard to beat. You know, we're still playing attractive stuff. And mm. We've got some attractive players, uh, flair players within our side. Um, so, you know, it's not going to be one of them difficult or typical Italian jobs, you know, one nils and difficult to beat. We play with a bit of flair. And, you know, I, I think this is what the hierarchy at the, at the club have been looking for. Um, and, and, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know, we've had the run we've had on the back of the City game. Everyone is entitled to say things to be a little bit inflated, but let's let's win it first. Let's win the league. Let's prove we are the best in this country once yeah. again. And, you know, he will then be the best manager in this country, according to the stats. So, yeah. um, each game as it comes, as they say, the old clichés, yeah. but uh, we're looking very, very good. And I, I fully can see us by the new year with, with some sort of gap. Well, let's hope so. Um, you mentioned JT a minute ago, and of course, uh, it's the great man's birthday today, so we should officially, on behalf of me, the Chelsea fancast, and you, of course, Kerry, wish him a very happy birthday. Um, you know, it, it looks... I mean, I know you, you, you told me off the last time I brought JT up on the show and said that there's life in the old dog yet, but it does look as though it could be his last season with us in terms of, you know, playing regularly. Um, you know how 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 is he going to be remembered? Well, first first question is how is he going to be remembered at Chelsea? What's his legacy going to be? And secondly, you must have met him a few times. So have you got any kind of personal memories of J- JT? Personal anecdotes? Well, my first one is uh, I'm certainly not writing him off, and I'm not necessarily agreeing with you know this might be his last season. He started off the season very well, um, and I fully believe that when he goes back into the side, because he will get an opportunity. He'll prove that um, there is life in the old dog, if, if that's what you want to say. Um, in terms of his legacy, it will be to need a legend. For me, he's the best um, centre-half joint alongside Tony Adams that I've ever seen in English football. The best English centre-half, that's for sure. Um, Adams was the toughest I ever played against. And yeah. JT, for me, is a very similar type of player. Well, as far as his legacy is concerned, it's whatever people want it to be. Um, but he's going to be right up there mentioned in... The same breath as, as the Osgoods, the Zolas, the Bentleys, um, the Ron Harris, um, the, the Didier Drogba's, um, and, and all the legends who people want to quote who played for the club, um, Frank Lampard's. You know, he, he's up there with them, and he's in the mix. Mm. And you know, he'll, his legacy will be that he could walk down, you know, um, the King's Road or come out of Fulham Broadway any time he wants, and, and JT will be called legend. Um, mm. That is his legacy. Yeah, and I mean, I think, I think in some, I mean, I, it, without doubt, he's the greatest captain we've ever had, and I think you know, there's there's a very good shout for saying he's arguably one of the greatest players we've ever had. So I think that's for certain. Um, you've met him a few times, I would imagine. I mean, you know, what, what's your impression of JT? I mean, he's a wonderful bloke. I think uh, he's a really nice man. Um, one or two issues along the way, but you know, he's that's being a human being. Everyone mm-hmm. has issues somewhere along the way. Um, he, as far as I'm concerned, he's dealt with them very well. And in terms of serving the club, he's been absolutely magnificent um, for us. People will make out whatever they want to make of JT. Um, for me, I'll consider him a friend and, and you know one of the best players that's ever played for the club. Yeah, I mean, I've been lucky enough to meet him a few times myself. And I have to say, every time I have, he's just been... I mean, he's, he's a throwback in many respects, Kerry. I mean, he's the first of the players to come and say hello. He's the first to come and sign autographs. You know, he gets it and he gets us. And, and I and I really do think in this modern era 
that when he when he is gone from Chelsea, we won't we won't see his like again. I really don't think that. I think he's a, he's a fantastic bloke. I really do. So happy birthday to JT from all of us. Right, we should we should do our predictions, really, shouldn't we, Kerry? I, I can't, you've kind of already teased us with yours. So, uh, would, you, would you like to repeat your prediction for the West Brom game? Well, I'll enhance it three 0 plus. <laughs> You're not going for an Asian handicap or something, are you? No, that you can give them a referee decision as well if you want. But I think three 0 plus. <laughs> Good for the, you, mate. I think the, I think the likes of Diego Costa would be looking at this, you know, the Golden Boot Award and, and striker. You'd be thinking, wow, here's my opportunity to get a few goals here. Um, that's, I'm not demeaning West Brom. It's Chelsea at home, top of the league, on the back of winning at Manchester City. And if I was a striker playing in this team, I'd be thinking, listen, I, I want to score a few goals. Hmm. Well, I, I tell you what, mate, because you know, before, because I, you know, I, I can, I can, I can prove this as photographic evidence, so people don't believe me. But uh, I scribbled down before the show one nil on the basis that it was going to be tight, tetchy. West Brom are going to be really physical. And it would take us ages to break them down, but we would win 1-0. I, I'm so buoyed by your optimism, Kerry. I'm going to scrap that prediction, and I'm going to say it's going to be 3-1. And on the basis that they're going <laughs> to they're going they're gonna to score a spawny goal from a free kick or a corner and some big lump will head it in. But I'm, I'm, I'm now buoyed by your confidence so much, I'm going to go for 3-1. Here, here. No problem with that. Good. Well, look, let's hope we're both right. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I I did get one thing right last Saturday. I did say that we would hit him on the on the counter attack, which of course we did very very well. So, hopefully, our uh, we I think I don't think we've got one wrong so far. But then of course Chelsea keep winning, so that would that that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Certainly would. Um, I think the pessimism certainly from my end has, has gone a little bit. Um, but football is a is a strange game for slapping you in the face. Yeah. Um, and Chelsea are a strange team for that. But I really don't think that. Uh, these players will take a chance and take their foot off the gas. I think uh, mm. they can see a title at the end of the season and all sorts of adulation that goes with it. Um, and I think they'll, they'll carry on winning. Well, mate, amen to that. And I shall be really looking forward to it on Sunday. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been up there. So uh, I, shall, I shall be absolutely reveling in it on Sunday. So I shall look forward to that. And of course, I shall look forward to speaking to you again next week when we can gloat about how right we were, hopefully. Let's hope so, Dave. You have a good weekend. And uh, once again, happy birthday to JT. And uh, happy weekend to all Chelsea fans. Lovely stuff. Well done, mate. I'll speak to you next week. Have a great week, fella. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van 
experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.